0: Hey, sweet friends. It's Andrea. I hope that you're doing really well today. I am so excited to connect with you. I love the fact that we can connect even through a podcast, and we can encourage one another, and we can link arms together, and we can press into the truth of God and His Word. We are in the middle of a series that is just so helpful. It's so meaningful, and it's a series of breakout sessions from our Inspire Women's Conference that we're bringing to the Inspire On The Go podcast, where we're just continuing to think about what it means to pursue a God-sized vision and focus for life and today we're gonna hear from one of our very dear friends one of our sweet friends Susan Goss maybe you've met Susan maybe you have um, heard Susan either on the radio or you've picked up a copy of her book or maybe you've met her at inspire women's conference let me tell you just a little bit about Susan she's the founder and director of tangible truth ministries she's a licensed professional counselor She's a licensed marriage and family counselor, and she's the co-founder of the Joshua Center. So this is a lady who is not only trained, but also has all kinds of experiences whenever it comes to helping individuals pursue God and know God. Uh, today, she's going to be talking about relationships and the beauty of relationships that so we were created in the image of God to be in relationship with God and how we really do need one another and she's just going to be so real with you and talk about even in the midst of relationships how sometimes life is broken and how sometimes life is hard Uh, but she's going to equip you in how to navigate some of those challenges and so this is going to be a very helpful conversation for you. Uh, You know one thing I appreciate about Susan so much is that she's always real so enjoy this episode of Inspire on the Go with Susan Goss as she talks about we're still in this.
1: Hey, ladies. Oh, my goodness. It's so good to be with you for Inspire On The Go podcast. I'm Susan Goss, and today we're going to have so much fun together. We will laugh. We might even cry, but we're going to do some teaching. And, oh, I just pray that that God will use this time together for us to grow. Because I can tell you this, anytime I prep, I grow. So I hope that God will, I've already prayed over this podcast. I prayed for those that are the hearers of his word. And uh, so I'm going to pray over us again, as I always do before I speak. So Father God, I just pray over those that are the hearers of your word, I pray and praise your name for who you are, Father. We love and adore you. And Father, I know that my lips are moving, but I pray it's you that is speaking through my lips. And Father, we give you all the praise, honor, and glory for what you're going to do. Walk before us, and Father, speak to each individual woman. Open up her heart for what you, the word that you have for them. In Jesus' name, amen. Oh, that is so what our desire is, for him to use and speak I pray He uses me, and I pray that He will speak to you individually as you hear. So, I was asked to speak, uh, use this uh, this devotional book uh, that that I did write. It's called "We're Still In This," and pull a couple of devotions related to the theme. I love the theme: casting a God-sized vision and focus for life. Wow. That's a big theme, and we need a God-sized vision, don't we? We need it individually, we need it corporately, we need it for the world, and we certainly need it individually for our lives. I picked two devotionals. Since we have a short amount of time, I'm going to get right into it, and one of them is called, and this the title alone is what I love, and I wish I could take credit for the title, but it is actually a phrase that my husband, Steve, uses all the time, and I so love it, and it's called Hold All Things Loosely. Hold All Things Loosely. I love that title. It so fits the theme of casting a God-sized vision and focus for our life, because if we are to have a God-sized vision, and have laser focus on God to take the focus off of us, which when we focus on ourselves, it causes such anxiety. It forces us into that control uh, category, if you will. But when we, opposite of that, when we hold all things loosely, our hands become open to what God has for us. When we have Open hands and are holding things loosely. We are more in a ready state and are like God. What would you have? What would you do with me? What What do you want from me? And uh, holding all things loosely, I have several scriptures. As you would imagine, these are not all the scriptures, of course, but here are a few that scripture offers. For the phrase, hold all things loosely. Colossians three two. this is ESV. Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. Here is example of the devotion wrapped around hold all things loosely. And then we're going to pick it apart just a little bit because I have a second one that goes hand in glove with this. Holding all things loosely feels like a modern day translation of that scripture, doesn't it? Colossians 3, 2. I'll read it again. Set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. Because when we hold all things loosely, it's our attempt as humans to follow Paul's call to loosen our grip on things of this earth while grabbing tightly to things above. At times, that feels like walking on a tightrope, wobbling between hanging on too tightly to our earthly idols. Wow, that hurt. Yet trying with heartfelt sincerity to loosen those grips while looking to things above. Well, God knows our struggle and does not want us to be enslaved or in bondage to any person or anything on this earth, whether it be of material value, occupational status and gain, or even a relationship that has caused us to shift our eyes away from him. Humans think that we know all things and we get our minds set on proving it. Paul uses reverse psychology as he says... To set our minds on things above, not on things on earth. Learning to live with an attitude of holding all things loosely helps keep everything in perspective. Healthy relationships look up before they look to each other. And the question at the end of this says, do you hold things loosely so that God can be preeminent in your life? Is he first? So, of course, another scripture that I would tag team on this is, Matthew 6:33 Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and then all these things will be given to you is another favorite scripture of mine. I am very fickle when it comes to scripture, but it is a favorite scripture of mine. So I'm going to go back and pick a few things apart in what I just read to you and that is so many times when I got to that part, it's kind of like walking on a tightrope, wobbling between hanging on too tightly to our earthly idols. Sometimes we have to think, do we have an idol? Because right off uh, the top of your head, you may think, I have no idols. And most people don't think that they do. But many people have to stop and think, well, do I? And sometimes they don't have to be material things they don 't have to be a car, a house, or a material item. Sometimes they can be relationships. sometimes they can be a person, sometimes they can be an occupation. sometimes they can be what we do, like exercise, for instance, or or, or shopping, or they can be an activity, in other words, because sometimes an idol is something that we do that is taking or someone, anything that takes the place of God in our life or anything that distracts us away from our time spent with Jesus. So, an idol is that thing that I just said and I want you to know that it can change over time, but it's a total distraction. It keeps us away from From God. I'll repeat that again. It's anything or anyone that keeps us away from what we should be spending our time with and or which is Jesus and our our I'm gonna call it our time spent in the Word. So some people call that their quiet time or their time with Jesus. And you know, a favorite. I've mentioned it before when I speak but there's a favorite article of mine that I that I had oh my word I read it in my early 30s and I'm not early 30s anymore so this was years ago and it's called the practice of solitude and it's by John Ortberg and it's a wonderful article and in it he he talks about Jesus uh being busy but never Hurried and that has always meant so much to me because I am a very busy person, but I have to evaluate constantly has my busyness transferred into hurriedness because Jesus was very busy, but he was never hurried. And what that means is he went into solitude and and he always spent time with the Savior. He did leave. Sermons unpreached, as as we would say in modern day language, and he did leave miracles undone. Um, And he, when he went to town to town, to go and spend time with the Savior, to pray, to seek guidance from the Savior. Solitude is a very, very good time. It's nourishment that we need from the Savior. It separates us from busyness to hurriedness because a busyness that that turns into hurriedness gets us into that idle spot that I'm referring to. It's a total distraction. So we don't have time to be with the Savior. We don't have time for that nourishment. Solitude is necessary. It's nourishment to our soul, to our spiritual life, to our spiritual journey. And so when we're holding things loosely They don't control things, people, uh, occupations don't control us. They don't control our lives. When our hands are open, we are holding things loosely. On the opposite end, when we've got a death grip on something or we're so ritualistic and we're obsessed with, uh, and I use different examples it can be anything. I, I'm telling you, it can be anything. And sometimes we don't, we're not aware of it until and, until we realize. You know what? The last time I spent time with Jesus was four months ago. Was three months ago. Oh my gosh, I can't remember the last time I spent time with Jesus. And then it knocks you off your feet, like. What am I doing that's occupying my time? And let me tell you who loves that, is the enemy. He wants us to have a death grip on other things or, or people that are keeping us away from our nourishment, which is Jesus, our time spent with Jesus. So holding all things loosely is an absolute necessity For us in casting our God-sized vision. Why is that, Susan? Because our time spent with Jesus, He and He alone helps us cast our God-sized vision. God, with our hands open, what do you want from me? I'm, as Susan Goss, I'm asking God with hands open. Hands open, key word. Excuse me, key phrase. God what do you want, Susan Goss? Because let me tell you what God is. He is such a creative God. He created the universe. He is such a creative God. He will do what only he can do. If my hands are open, he's going to think and be creative and think of something Susan Goss never thought of. And I I do not want to control every day. I, and if I try, I'm going to be tired, exhausted, weary. I, That is what I will be which is over here in the hurriedness category. It's over here me trying to figure everything out instead of me, and me having a death grip on everything um, and me being stiff, rigid, I have to do it this way, instead of holding all things loosely and asking God to guide, order my steps and prayerfully asking him, where do I go next? As Jesus did. When is it time for me to leave? When do, where do I go next? What? Because I'm on mission for you, Jesus. I'm on mission for you. What, what is next? Ordering my steps. Jesus ordering my steps. So you see the difference between hanging on like, I wish you could see my hands <laughs> because my fists are, are tight. When I'm hanging on to something like a death grip and not knowing what to do versus my hands wide open my hands wide open, which represents holding all things loosely. And what that causes us to do in the practical sense, ladies, is being flexible and adaptable in the kingdom of God. Wow, that's what we want is flexible and adaptable. And if I could see you face to face, I I would look you in the eye and say, in the kingdom of God, Casting a God-sized vision, we as women must learn to be flexible and adaptable. We can only do that. We can only do that with hands open and holding all things loosely by looking up, as I read in the devotional, as as we are looking up. Here's another scripture. I've given you two. So far, here's the third one. Second, it's listed in the, in the devotional. Second Corinthians 4 thir- uh, excuse me 2 uh, Corinthians 4:18. So we do not set our sights on the things that we can see with our eyes. All of that is fleeting. It will eventually fade away. Instead, we focus on the things we cannot see, which live on and on. See, this is what I'm saying. Holding all things loosely, and this is also congruent to what I just said about God being creative. Let's ask him to do what only he can do. This is part of my prayer life every single day. God, I pray for your creativity in my life to do what only you can do. I just don't want to miss it. So I need to be looking for that with hands open, holding all things loosely. So I hope that really, really meant something to someone out there listening uh, because it's so important uh, for us with a God-sized vision. The other uh, devotional that I'm really going to key in that I think goes hand in hand, or hand in glove, I should say that that way, The name of it, catch this, is I'm done. (laughs) I thought that might relate to someone out there today. How many times in this past year have you gone, oh, I'm done. I'm just done. I am finished. Uh, That's it. I'm done. Well, uh, have you ever thought that I'm done Uh, In regard to an unhealthy or even unwanted relationship, or particularly in a bad day, have you ever thought that saying, I'm done, is a good thing? Uh, uh, Because God, thank you very much, loves it. Because then he can say, good, finally, you're done, and I can take over (laughs) have you ever thought of it that way? Because I'm not going to read this whole devotional, but that's what this whole devotional is about, is you finally saying, I'm done so God can take over. And that's exactly right. God finally say, can you imagine God finally, once you say, I'm done, I'm done, because I want you to know when you are trying to do everything and you are trying to fix it on your own, when you release whatever it is and you look to God and you go, God, I'm done trying. I'm done trying to control. I'm done with this. I release it to you. God says, finally, finally, Susan, Finally, you were never designed, Susan, to carry my load. You were not designed. You give it to me. A verse that comes to my mind immediately when it relates to anxiety in particular and the load is God says in First Peter 5, 7, cast it to me because I care for you. I'm using my name just because I'm the one talking right now. And I've experienced this so many times in my own life experience, haven't you? In those moments, now, let me take over, he says. He wants us to lay down our I'm done moments at his feet by pouring out our heart to him. That's in Psalm 62, 6. This is the scripture I have for this, uh, this devotional He only is my rock and my salvation, my stronghold. I shall not be shaken. That is Psalm 62, 6. By releasing our I'm done moments to God, we can be totally honest with God because he wants us to be. Scripture beautifully reminds us that the Lord searches and knows us, understands our thoughts, and is intimately acquainted, acquainted with all of our ways. And before we speak, He knows it all. And you know that comes from Psalm 139. I'm quoting this. I'm, I'm quoting scripture here. That's in Psalm 139, one through four. We can confidently Be honest with God because He already knows it all and still loves us unconditionally. In Him, we have stability because Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. That is Hebrews 13, 8. He is a solid rock that cannot be shaken. When we are experiencing an I'm done moment, We need to honestly say, God, I'm done. But you are not. I can't do this anymore. But you can work in and through me. Oh, ladies, allow him to work in that difficult relationship in the days you don't want to get out of bed or to handle the bad news that is weighing you down. God is never done. He's never done. So many scriptures that back this up. And so many to represent all of this casting a God-sized vision for a focus for our life. Are you kidding? When we say, I'm done allowing him to take over, there's your vision. Because he's got one for you if we allow him to. He has one. For you, if you allow it. Here's some more scripture. I've I've already said, okay, Psalm 62, 6, I've read. Psalm 139, 1 through 4, I've read. He knows it all. He loves you unconditionally. Hebrews 13, 8, God is the same. He never changes yesterday, today, and forever. So you may be thinking, I'm done but he is not release those moments to God and allow him to do what only he can do, and through you. So here we go again. I'm saying allow God can do, uh, allow God to do what only he can do. That's part of his creativity. When we're praying, God, be creative through me. I don't know what that looks like, but you do, and he does know us intimately. Psalm one thirty nine is absolute. When I say I'm, I'm fickle for scripture, man, I always go to Psalm 139 because he does know what's on your lips before you say it. You cannot ever shock God when you think you're done and you cannot get out of bed like I said. Absolutely, he already knows it. So you can trust him. He is a solid rock that cannot be shaken. So I'm done goes hand in glove with holding all things loosely, because you can trust God. You can trust God. So these two go hand in glove. When we're talking about you personally, and what does a God-sized vision look like for your life? When we're holding our hands open, that's our posture. When we're holding all, when we're holding our hands open, When we are spending time with the Savior, what does a God-sized vision look like in my life? I, when I'm, or or when I'm at an I'm done moment and I don't know what to do, I don't even know how to ask for a God-sized vision, you are talking honestly to the one that already knows. He knows you better. Here's the key. He knows you better than you know yourself. With hands open, We have we're flexible. We don't have a death grip on anything. Oh my word! We'll be able to hear with ears that we've never heard before. We'll be able to hear with ears that we've never heard before. That is the posture we have to be in to hear what a God-sized vision is for our life. Oh, it can be beautiful. It's a process. Is it always easy? Of course not. If it was always easy, everybody in the whole country would do it, which I hope they do. But it is a beautiful process. It is a beautiful process. It's an authentic process, and it must be authentic because we're each uniquely and designed. We're, we're uniquely designed and made by God. We're unique. He loves, this is in Psalm 139. He loves us each more than all the grains of the sand. You can't even count sand. You can't count the grains of the sand. But he uniquely made you women. Uniquely. And so we need to spend the time, we need to hold things loosely. And we it's okay to say you're done. If you're processing that with God, giving it to God. He wants you to say I'm done and then release it to him. And women are hard about releasing. And I know that it's hard to release. We're not even designed as to. It's hard. It's hard. It doesn't seem natural to then release what we want to fix on our own. But God says, when you say you're done, release it to me. I want to help you through this. That is His desire for us to do that. It draws us closer to Him, it draws us closer. To him. So I hope this word has been a true word from God for you, a word from him of how much he loves you, how much he wants you to draw near to him. And uh, these scriptures, I hope that I said them slow enough that you did get them. I think they're going to put a link to this devotional of We're Still in This um it's a it's a it's chalked full of scripture and practical uh things for your daily life and so i think that they will you can get it at all the places that you normally get books but uh we especially would love for you to get it at tangible truth ministries website, because then a lot of the money goes back to the ministry to help people get uh, free counseling. And that helps so many people. So they'll probably put that on there um, for you to get. So that's where the devotions came from. So uh, I love you, and I'm going to pray over you again. Father God, I pray that as your word was spoken, Father, that it penetrated each individual woman exactly where they were and that you spoke to each person exactly the need of which they they needed. And, Father, I know you did because you're a creative God. And so I will pray, Father, for your creativity to do what only you can do in each individual uh, life that uh, that heard your word uh, today. We love you, Father. Help us all to represent you well. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening today. Love you. Bye-bye.